six of Board Game Blitz, a podcast about all things board games that you can listen to in less time than it takes for an indecisive couple to figure out what they're having for dinner. Board Game Blitz is sponsored by Gray Fox Games. This week, we're talking about escape rooms. First, we discuss a couple games we've played recently, Blitzschnell, my first escape game, The Magical Forest, and Dog Park New Tricks. Then, we talk about in-person escape rooms, our experiences with them, and what we like and don't like about them. And now, here are your hosts, Ambi and Crystal. Some of you may have caught my Twitch stream about this game recently, but I wanted to talk about it on the podcast for those of you who do not watch us on Twitch. And I recently got to play the new expansion for the game Dog Park called Dog Park New Tricks. So I don't think I've actually talked about Dog Park on the podcast before. I had played the base game before when my buddy Greg brought it over to the house and Birdwood Games actually reached out to me about helping them promote the expansion during their Kickstarter campaign, which is going on right now. So if anything you hear in this episode intrigues you, go check out their Kickstarter because you can get both the base game and the expansion there. Dog Park is a game where all of the players take on the role of dog walkers. And throughout the course of the game, you will be bidding on and acquiring new dogs to add to your kennel. You will be selecting dogs to take on walks. You will then be walking those dogs through the park and bringing everybody back home and scoring some points depending on who you walked, how you walked them, and what you collected. This game is one of those games that thematically obviously interested me right away like I was like dogs yes (laughs) walking dogs yes collecting dogs yes all of that and I didn't back the original kickstarter but I have to say even though the theme is amazing the mechanics in this game are great as well and the base game is super approachable in that I think if you had a hobby gamer teaching it you could teach the base game to more casual gamers really easily like what you're doing in the base game is just walking dogs but the expansion that is now on kickstarter new tricks adds some more complexity and strategic decision-making to the game, which I think is really nice. If you do want to up the complexity a little bit, kind of make it a little bit more gamery. So the new tricks expansion adds multi-breed dogs to the dog deck, which is neat because there are some bonuses at the end of the game, depending on who has collected the most of specific breed types. And the multi-breed dogs can contribute to obviously different breed types in a single dog. So those are really nice and they're flexible and they have some cool new powers. The Nutrix expansion also adds some new tiles for the walk board where you're going to be taking the dogs on walks, giving you some new abilities to collect things and ways to gain resources that are kind of really powerful. And of course, as the name suggests, this expansion also allows you to train your dogs to do tricks. And the tricks are special abilities that you can use throughout the course of the game. What's neat about this is in the round that you train a dog when the trainer is still with them they can do their trick like almost cheaply or completely free depending on which trick it is and in subsequent rounds since they're already trained they can still do the trick but since the trainer will have now left and is training a different dog it won't be quite as cheap anymore basically i love the theme the mechanics are great and the expansion just like i said adds that little bit of extra complexity that i think really makes this a great game for a hobby gamer to own especially 
especially if you like the theme, like me. But if you're like me, you also don't always pick dogs strategically. You pick them based on which ones are the cutest, which I will say doesn't necessarily win you the game, but man, oh man, is it fun anyway. <laughs> so I really loved this. I was really grateful to Birdwood Games for sponsoring a Twitch stream for us. They did not ask for me to talk about the game on the podcast. This is not sponsored. I have chosen to do that on my own because I enjoyed it so much. So yeah, if you uh, like the theme or you just want to see what it's all about, head over to Kickstarter and check out Dog Park New Tricks. And also link the playthrough in the show notes if you want to watch the playthrough to hey, see look, what it was like. Hey, look, there you go. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I recently haven't played that many new-to-me games, but I've been playing a lot of games with my kids, so I'm going to talk about a couple of those. First, there is Blitzschnell, which I had to talk about because it has Blitz in the name. I mean, yeah, it's we. It's part of our contract to um, the Blitz deities that every game with Blitz in the title we talk about. Yeah, so Blitzschnell is, uh, this is a Haba game. It, in the rules, it has like a, a bunch of different languages and Blitzschnell is like the German title, but then in the rules, it says Lickety Split for the English title, but on BGG, it's called Blitzschnell. So I'm not sure I don't what think, to call yeah, it. Yeah, like but. I don't know if Blitz... <laughs> Like, is Blitz a German word? I guess it is, like, but <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, schnell means fast but, in German. That's okay. all I know, so. And Blitz is associated with fast stuff, too. But anyways, this is a speed game. <laughs> fast, fast is the name of this game. <laughs> so, this is a a children's game. Um, It's two to four players, 15 minutes, ages five plus, designed by Marcus Nikish and published by Haba. It's a jigsaw puzzle speed game. So in the game, there are four different puzzles that you can build. There's like a race car, a boat, an airplane, and a train. Each puzzle is nine pieces. So it's pretty simple jigsaw puzzles. But you have all the pieces in the box. And there's two game modes. So one game mode, there's a die that you roll. So on your turn, you roll the die. It has like either an X or a jigsaw puzzle piece. So if you get the jigsaw puzzle piece, then you can start searching the box for jigsaw puzzle piece of your puzzle. And then you take their puzzle pieces and then you can solve your puzzle. But then the other people are rolling while you're searching. And then if someone else rolls the puzzle piece, then they get to take the box and search for their piece. Only one person can search in a box at a time and then whoever completes their puzzle first wins a point. <laughs> and then the game mode two is just like all real time. All the pieces are just on the table and you're just like real time picking out pieces that are your puzzle piece and trying to solve your puzzle first. So it's a speed jigsaw puzzle game for kids. One of my toddlers really likes jigsaw puzzles and he also likes like race cars and trains and vehicles and stuff. So like <laughs> he really likes playing with this. Also the little tokens for the scoring are little cars. Sometimes he just like takes those and goes vroom, vroom, around playing with it. But he likes just like doing the puzzles. Game mode two, he's actually like better at following the rules for because game mode one, he lives just like, he doesn't really understand that he's supposed to stop grabbing the puzzle pieces when an I roll the puzzle piece and I'm taking it. Like only one person could go at a time because he just wants to do the puzzle. But like game mode two, I think worked for him because he's just like trying to do it fast. And then he was actually helping me with my puzzle. Like he found my piece. And he's like, this is yours. <laughs> he doesn't get the competitive nature of it yet. But like he really <laughs> likes playing with it. It's a fun jigsaw puzzle game. I'm not sure how available it is. I got this in the Fun Again liquidation sale. But yeah, Blitznell is is fun jigsaw puzzle speed game for children. And then I also wanted to talk about my first escape game, The Magical Forest, which is a children's escape room game designed by Elaine T. Hoysiger and published by 404 Editions. So this is an escape room game for, it says ages five plus, And it also says two to five players in 45 minutes. So I think like maybe like four-year-olds three and a half to four year olds could play it with the clues and helped by an adult more because I started playing with my kid who's over three and a half now. 
one of my toddlers was not doing as well, but the other one was, was doing better, like at following instructions. So like, if it was just me one-on-one with the one who was doing better, I think we could have played it more, but I had to stop because the other one was getting tired of it. But in the game, it has different sections. So like you're able to break it up into different sections, which is nice for people with short attention spans, which is what children are. Um. (laughs) uh, Yeah, people with short attention spans, a.k.a. toddlers. (laughs) But but it has like a story about you're like in this forest trying to help a dragon solve these quests and like find different creatures. In each part, you read a little blurb, a little chapter, and then there's these cards that you have, you hide around the room and they look for them and then they find them and then the cards have different puzzles on them so some of the puzzles were like putting it together kind of like a jigsaw puzzle and then you find an image or like finding certain images in there and they have like the puzzle things and you can read it to the kid like what they want to do they also give you hints so there's like a whole booklet for the adult who's coordinating it to to follow along so yeah the adult's reading the story and like setting up everything for them and then there's also clues that they could give and so i like for (laughs) three-year-olds i i give both of the hints and then they could kind of like know what they're supposed to to do but for older kids you can just not give the hints and then they would have to figure out that on their own and I think that works well so far I've only played one chapter with them and they enjoyed it I've actually been playing (laughs) other escape room games with them too which I like mention on YouTube but like their favorite so far is actually from escape kit called the little prince which I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast but that one is also like reading stories but then more activities than puzzles lots of crafting and stuff which is great for (laughs) three-year-olds and that one's actually rated for ages three so yeah I wanted to talk about these escape room games because we're going to be going into that in the uh, thematic segment You know, I have to say, Ambie, I'm a little mad that escape rooms, both in real life and board games that are for adults, don't have Mm -hmm. themes like go into a forest and help a dragon. Like, I want (laughs) to help a dragon in a forest. Why is that only for children? That sounds like lots of fun. Escape room people, can you please make an adult escape room? And I don't mean like dirty, obviously, like not like, (laughs) oh man, all the things that just ran through my brain. No. Okay. I'm going to stop that line of thinking right now. No, but sometimes I do like the, well, we'll talk about this later, <laughs> but yes, for the kids, the themes are always child-friendly, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah I, these I are, want, these are I want themes. kid-friendly themes. I want cute <laughs> themes in my games too. Dang it. <laughs> yes. But anyways, my first escape game, The Magical Forest, I think it works well as a first escape game. <laughs> as the title suggests for maybe like four or five-year-olds although my kids first escape game was not this one it was escape kit the little prince so they're they're already super into escape rooms Well, as Ambie alluded to in our previous segment, we are going to be talking about escape rooms today. And we have previously in a different episode talked about escape room board games. But today we're going to go a little bit off the grid and we're actually just going to talk about escape rooms. Just IRL escape rooms. <laughs> I mean, we might talk about some board games too. Yeah, we, we, we may reference some board game <laughs> escape rooms. But Ambie and I are both lovers of mm-hmm. real life escape rooms in addition to escape room board games. And we just recently recently got to do our very first real life escape room together. So I think that was kind of what was the inspiration for this. And I have to say the one that we did in California together was freaking awesome. Like it was really fun. I enjoyed it quite a bit. And actually the theme was a playground. So it is like 
Like that was a, a fun Maybe child friendly theme. It. Okay, I there was yes. Yeah, so this the theme was the playground. The company was the escape game. They are a chain, mm-hmm. so technically you don't have to go to California. This there may be locations near you that have this same escape room, mm-hmm. and it literally has a mini playground as part of the escape room with a working slide with a real yeah, tube we got to slide. Go down the slide. Oh, I went down the slide three times, and it was not necessary <laughs> for the sake of the game, but I definitely did that <laughs> like well we okay so we had a very large group uh doing yeah. the escape room and so inevitably you know there are certain puzzles that only so many people can work on and so there were like these brief moments where like i would help with something and then i'd be moving on to the next thing and i'd have a moment of like i don't know what to do so i would go down the slide again because <laughs> why not i am a child at heart and i love a tube slide <laughs> yeah But yeah, I guess that brings us to like, what makes you like real life escape rooms? What do you like about real life escape rooms? So there's the theme being a tube slide. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I mean, the theme to me is not the most important thing, Mm -hmm. but it can really take an escape room from this is good to this is fantastic, especially Mm -hmm. if the puzzles fit with the theme well, which in this room they did. All of the Mm -hmm. puzzles were themed around a fourth grader needing to complete their report card before they could go join the dodgeball tournament. And so there was literally a board on the wall, an electronic board keeping track of all of the different subjects that we had completed on our report mm-hmm. card. And so everything was very thematic and like it felt like it fit. Yeah. And that's not a common theme. I, I've seen others like this, but you know, there are certain themes that you tend to see in a lot of escape room companies that are like you know, somewhat <laughs> generic, like, oh, a prison break. Or I think prison is like the most common. That's in all of them. <laughs> yes. Like everybody has a prison break one. There's always like a murder mystery one horror stuff is i don't pretty like common. horror so. yeah i i know i mean there's a saw an actual saw escape room here in vegas but i know there are also a lot of like saw inspired escape rooms mm-hmm. that kind of have that like you've been trapped by a madman kind mm-hmm. of s aspect to them but the ones that i've tended to enjoy the most have much different themes things like yeah. this like the playground what this like really mirrors our discussions on board games i realize like what we like about board games it's not just the theme but that helps right (laughs) having a unique theme and it's like we've talked about this with board games too so but yeah I guess that makes sense that's what we like in games and an escape room is a big game (laughs) it is it's a very big game yeah and I think there are probably people other than me who probably don't care as much about the theme you know just like Mm -hmm. they probably don't in a board game they really just want good puzzles and that's completely legit I'll admit I am less critical about the types of puzzles in an escape room that's not to say that I don't care at all but I can forgive some slightly more boring or easy puzzles puzzles in an escape room Mm -hmm. if they fit with the theme to me Mm -hmm. that that's okay especially because i have moments where puzzles are hard for me my brain doesn't always you know grok everything right away and so honestly if you throw an easy one in there that i can solve real quick (laughs) sometimes that boosts my confidence and really like jazzes me up again and gets me you know ready to go to the next one yeah for me i don't need the escape rooms to be like super hard puzzles i like hard puzzles but also what i like about escape rooms is that 
you work together with other people. And a lot of times there's physical puzzles. I like the physical parts of escape rooms because you're like actually hands-on with other people doing something, which is not something you can do like with just a mental puzzle. <laughs> so that's what I like the most about escape rooms when there's like cool physical puzzle that we have to do. Lots of my favorite moments from escape rooms. I'm not gonna like say them because that's kind of spoilers. <laughs> Well, I guess if you say them like without context, like uh -huh. a lot of escape rooms use the same types of mechanisms. So you could probably be somewhat vague and I think it wouldn't be too big of an issue. Well, okay. So there was one puzzle or there was one escape room that I did was that was toy themed, <laughs> another fun theme, but like we had to actually build a thing out of connects to like grab a key from another room, which was really neat. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. I, I did an escape room once where we had been given essentially what kind Kind of looked like a fishing pole but like a stick and we were mm -hmm. able to attach it to a thing in a different part of the room that we couldn't access otherwise and basically what we were able to do is use the thing that we were given to manipulate a camera that we couldn't get access to otherwise to see something in an area that we wouldn't have been able to see <laughs> otherwise like those types of things where uh -huh. it's like oh we didn't even know that that thing was there and mm -hmm. now like we've you know uncovered this whole big thing that kind of stuff tends to be really fun for me. Yeah. Also like you, I like when the, the puzzles and the theme match and like the decor, <laughs> like everything. Because the rooms are always decorated cool with the theme and well, not always. I've been to an escape room <laughs> that had no theme at all. It was oh, like really? an intro. Yeah. It was a really cheap escape room and it looked like it was like duct taped together. It looked like some some kid had, or not, not a kid, but like very low budget. But like the things were actually like pretty complex electronic working gadgets, but there was no theme to it. And then the person was just like, okay, you do this puzzle and then this puzzle and then this puzzle and then you get the key and you're out. <laughs> so it was like a super like intro escape room and we solved it really fast. But like the puzzles were actually like working really well and, and it didn't look like they would work. And so it was like, whoa. So it was actually kind of fun, but like there was no theme. So it was just kind of funny. <laughs> but that's yeah, that's, a, that's one end. I mean, that's a pretty good segue into some of the things that tend to annoy me in escape rooms. <laughs> and, you know, the complexity of the electronics and the puzzles obviously mm -hmm. comes with associated risk because yeah. the more complex things are, the higher the risk that those things will not work properly. And mm -hmm. because you're timed in an escape room, if something doesn't work right away, you're losing time immediately. Even if the, yeah. the staff, and obviously I'm not, you know, like a lot of times the staff is not at fault here. It is just, you know, the nature of physical objects. But like, even if they're super quick to like stop a timer and come in and address things, like you've still lost time at that point. And mm -hmm. so that can be super frustrating. Yeah, especially since it's like a one-time thing and you've paid a lot of money because real escape rooms are a lot more expensive than like board game ones. So yeah, that, that can be frustrating if something Absolutely. messes up. Other things that I tend to not enjoy as much excessive use of blacklight is not something I'm a fan of. I don't mind mm -hmm. blacklight. Like they give you a blacklight flashlight and you have to find a thing on the wall or on the mm -hmm. floor or whatever. Like that doesn't bother me. But when you have to do that multiple times, like basically carry mm -hmm. around a blacklight and just keep looking <laughs> at everything, like that gets annoying, especially when you have to like crawl under things or just like, to me, that doesn't feel like puzzle solving. That feels mm -hmm. like now I'm just like looking at walls and floors and things. And that to me is less, mm -hmm. that's not 
as exciting. Yeah. I guess also like redoing similar puzzles over and over again, which oh, I guess yeah. like a black light, like doing the same black light puzzle like over and over. It's, it's just generalizing that doing something the same over and over again gets boring. <laughs> so yeah, I want like a really good escape room has lots of different types of puzzles, different ways of doing things, different ways of opening doors and locks and things. <laughs> so yeah, I like when there's lots of different ways and then sometimes you don't even know it's how it opens or like that it's gonna open it's like whoa cool yeah so ambi i know you've done a lot more escape rooms than i have to the point where you actually have a spreadsheet of all of the (laughs) escape rooms you've done today Uh i tried to make a list of the ones i could remember that i've done and i've got 10 that i wrote down it's funny because some of the games on my list even though i like when i looked at the website i'm like i know that i did this one there isn't a lot of super memorable moments from some of them Mm -hmm. for me Like, I'm like, I can't really remember much. But then there are others where I very clearly remember some of the moments and puzzles because they were so special or they included something really neat. For instance, the company Escapology, which is another chain that has locations across the United States, their rooms for me tend to be kind of up and down, like as far as how good they are. But I've done a couple of theirs that I really loved, one of which was called Mansion murder and literally had like an old school pipe organ or not like uh, no not I was a um the type of piano that you had to push the pedals it was an air air organ I guess air, yeah I, I don't know. remember what it's called now we <laughs> even had one in my house when I was growing yeah, up yeah my parents have one I, I think it's still an organ right a pe- pedal, yeah, pedal organ I don't yeah I, I never know might be the name I never knew what it was called I just called it the organ but yeah you had <laughs> so, to pump the pedals to be yeah. able to play it and they had that as part of the room and they were like very like specific when they put us in there they were like this is gonna be part of it but please be gentle with it it's a real thing like this is not just some made-up prop and it was a gorgeous old piano and so obviously like that to me is memorable the slide from the playground I'm sure I will probably Mm -hmm. never forget but I'm curious to hear since you've done so many more than me if there are any specific elements or things like that that were particularly memorable for you in the rooms that you've done there are a few like of my favorite rooms my favorite companies are palace games and uh, scrap which is real escape game palace games is in san francisco their rooms are pretty expensive but they're also like very cool (laughs) like it also looks like there's a lot of old historical looking things their rooms were like houdini roosevelt and edison rooms are the ones that we've done and they had lots of electronics and stuff like the edison one especially (laughs) that one had a lot of electronic stuff (laughs) that worked well and oh and then in that one i think it was that one sometimes they blend together because they were like in the same location so i don't remember which was which because they were all good but like one of them had I think it was the Edison it had like floor pads like kind of like DDR but the whole floor was like that and so you had to like walk around in certain things and I think we had to like run in place at one point and I don't so there were some some really cool puzzles with that (laughs) so that was really cool and then for a real escape game or scrap they always have like an actor in the room with you one of our favorites was escape from time travel so there's someone in there who was the professor's assistant or something and then he's talking to us and, and we have to like do something with him and that also having the actor in the room helps with like if a lock is not working or something but you're getting it right like they can help with that so I like that but um 
Oh, that one. So it was time travel, but it was two separate identical rooms kind of. So like we would be moving back and forth between the two rooms and it was like one was in the past and one was in the future. And <gasps> That's so cool. <laughs> and then the person in there would be like changing it. So we change it in one room and then the person's back in the other room, like changing that room. So we come back and it's different <laughs> oh, based on like what neat. we changed. So that was really neat. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, and I like and the time though, travel themes. Yeah, well, of course. Yeah, we. Yeah, like, but it's it's interesting because even though you know that like the person is doing it, it's still yeah. it kind of still brings you in to the theme. Yeah, right? like the first time we didn't think about that the person was doing it there, right? Like, and then we come back like, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I did an escape room here in Las Vegas at one point called Jungala, and it was very clearly a Jumanji inspired <laughs> escape room. And that was neat because obviously I, I played it with a bunch of my board game friends. And so like, that was just neat because we got trapped in, you know, this world of Jungala <laughs> and we had to escape kind of a thing. And so I enjoyed that. Basically the themed rooms or even like IP based rooms, I would imagine are similar to IP-based board games in that they can probably be somewhat hit or miss. But for me, I haven't played a lot of those. And the ones I have played, I've enjoyed. It will probably surprise none of you that the Star Trek Quantum Filament Escape Room, which is also by Escapology, the company I mentioned earlier, it's freaking fabulous. I had a blast. I actually played that one with my Star Trek buddies here in Vegas. Like I met them through the Star Trek convention. They are not gamers. They're not hobby gamers. They're not like board gamers. And they wanted to do this escape room. I was the only person in our group who had ever done an escape room before. They were all oh, wow. newbies. And we escaped. We got out. And it was really, really fun. And I think I didn't annoy them too much. Because <laughs> sometimes <laughs> in an escape room, especially if you're playing with people who don't quite know how escape rooms work or what to do, mm -hmm. I yeah. can tend to be a little overbearing at times and be like, okay, <laughs> you go do that you go over there and look at through those books and you you know but like I was really good at I think this is all personal opinion I guess but at being like hey you know I think those dials over there or that map over there might be important you know why don't you go take a look at that and then there were times when the group was doing things that I didn't think were super necessary or maybe the right thing at the right time and I kind of just let some of those things happen I went with the flow I was not my usual crystal self and we still got out on time so if there's anyone else out there like me, who is also a little bit take charge and high strung. You don't always have to be like that. You can still get out of an escape room. Maybe, well, it depends on the escape room too. It definitely does. Then yeah. the Star Trek one was not a super easy one. Mm -hmm. Like that was definitely, not only was it very thematic for people who know Star Trek, but the puzzles were surprisingly difficult for an IP based escape room. You made me think about um, how escape rooms can have a lot, have quarterbacking. <laughs> like in, oh, yeah. I feel like I, I do a lot more quarterbacking in escape rooms than in uh, regular cooperative board games because it has a timer. <laughs> and I mean, even in real time cooperative games, though, like I, I don't do it as much, probably because escape rooms are like the one time thing and it's like one and well, done. Right. And you paid money for yeah. those minutes, right? Like, yeah. whereas with a cooperative like, I board game. I want to see the game, whole thing, too. I want to yeah. get. Like, if a cooperative board game, if you screw that, 
that up, you can just do it again. Yeah. Whereas with this escape room, once those minutes are gone, yeah. they're gone forever. Yeah, and you don't get to do the puzzles that you didn't get to. <laughs> it's like, no. Yep. It can be tough, right, if you have people of differing mm-hmm. skill levels. And I think mm-hmm. if you are a person who is very puzzle savvy and you're playing with people who aren't, that's something that you definitely want to be cognizant of. And mm-hmm. that could be whether you're playing with kids or just people who aren't, you know, super gamery. They, they just aren't puzzle solvers. There are always things, even in difficult escape rooms, there's usually a few puzzles that are a little easier than some of the others. And so there's definitely something for everybody to do, even if that's relaying information, you know, from one room to mm-hmm. another. Like, I think it's good to make sure that your whole group is involved. This is just good etiquette, I guess, at this point, which y'all should probably know. But it's important to think of those things because in the heat of the moment, it can be tough to remember like, oh, you know, Ambie in the corner over there is not doing anything. <laughs> like, hey, we want this to be a good experience for all of us. So let's bring her into the fold and see. Sometimes that person who thinks they can't solve puzzles will have just the right thought that will help mm-hmm. unlock something else that'll, you know, get you the solution you need. Mm-hmm. So even though we've talked about escape room board games on the podcast before, we'll kind of discount price as a factor here. Like if price, you know, wasn't a factor, how would you compare an escape room board game to a real life escape room? For me, real life escape rooms are like the best thing ever and board games do not come close. (laughs) So I do like the escape room board games, but what I said about the real life escape rooms is like the physical part and like physical puzzles and stuff like board Board game escape rooms haven't gotten there. And another thing I thought about as we were talking is the physical immersion of escape rooms. Because like it's the whole room decorated and stuff. And you're like immersed in that room, especially when it's thematic with the puzzles and stuff. That board game is just like on a table and you have these little cards or whatever. It's not the same at all. And then also a lot of the board games I've played, it's just like usually best with one or two people. So I like the escape rooms. You're usually using like four or five or six people to Together, working together on things so yeah I, I like that part the board game escape rooms I think go more towards the puzzle part than the physical part for the ones that I like and then that reminds me more of things like puzzle hunts or like online logic puzzles and stuff which are more of a solo or like group working independently <laughs> on things as opposed to like physically working together in an escape room so it's like a different thing that I still like but not the same experience <laughs> so yeah it, it was nice being able to play or play do or whatever do a real escape room yeah I think you kind of hit the nail on the head there I don't know if I've ever really put this into words recently but I've na- I've mentioned over the years that my favorite escape room board game series is mm-hmm. the escape room in a box series mm-hmm. and the reason that that series is my favorite is because for me it comes the closest to mm-hmm. mimicking the physicality of a real escape room like it has pieces and parts that you have to manipulate in ways that are not just solve a puzzle. It's you actually Mm -hmm. have physical elements in the box. And that to me is part of what I love about escape rooms as well. And so it's one of the reasons that that series is my favorite. It's not the only Mm -hmm. reason. I think they're also very well made just in general, especially the first one in the series, the werewolf experiment is still to this day, one of my all time favorite escape room board games. And I 
would recommend it to anybody. And I'm literally looking right now. It's there's a listing on eBay for that game for $16. Like that is a steal. <laughs> like you could go to a real life escape room game and pay twice that for a single person to play an escape room. I don't know what it costs, you know, not on eBay. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you can find it relatively cheap, that one's still one of my highest recommendations. Yeah. And there are other like escape room board game, well, like puzzle box type escape rooms, like um, Post Curious. I had gotten a review copy of Tale of Ord from them before and then I bought Emerald Flame, which I haven't finished yet, but I started it. And it's kind of like a mixture of puzzles and escape room, but it, you also use the internet and stuff. So it's a little more immersive. So it's kind of an escape room-ish feeling, but not as like hectic because you don't really have a time limit. <laughs> I think you can time yourself. <laughs> yeah, and then we've both gotten review copies of Key Enigma before. And those are also, I think, more thematic and have like cool puzzles sometimes, but that's also like a mixture of using internet tools to do those puzzles and make it more thematic. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like pure board game. It's like a, <laughs> I don't know, a mixture thing. It kind of feels like escape room board games had this big moment where they mm -hmm. got super popular for a while. And I don't think mm -hmm. that popularity has died, but I think it has lessened a little bit over time, especially as certain series of games have created so many different ones. Mm -hmm. Like you can only, you know, do so many different types of puzzles in a small box, I assume. <laughs> but I really truly think that there is more runway there to be explored, especially if you can do large box escape room games. I would love to see a company do something even bigger. I think the biggest I've seen typically are like ticket to ride sized boxes, that kind of standard mm -hmm. size box. But like what kind of escape room experience do you think could come if somebody made one in a Gloomhaven sized box? Now I'm not mm. saying anybody's going to do that, but like <laughs> I think you could do some really cool stuff. Well, I feel like I've seen some like Kickstarters of puzzle box type things. I don't know if it's an escape room thing, but they have puzzles and puzzle box and that would be like a bigger box thing where they have like laser cut puzzle box included with maybe an escape room type thing but those are very expensive <laughs> technically i have an unfulfilled kickstarter that mm -hmm. might eventually show up <laughs> but we're not quite sure at this point it is in a like a 3d house basically and it is an escape room and it's got a lot of physical elements and yeah. su supposedly they're still gonna ship but uh <laughs> that well that is yet to be seen i'm not naming the company because i don't want to uh, send any hate their way i recognize that fulfilling kickstarters is tough and it's mm -hmm. always a risk to back a Kickstarter. But honestly, like, I'm not mad. I'm sad because, like, the thing that they were creating looks freaking amazing. And I was so mm -hmm. excited about it. So I really, truly hope that they get it shipped and uh, I can talk about it on the podcast <laughs> someday. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and that's it for this week's Board Game Blitz. Visit our website, boardgameblitz.com, for more content and links. This episode was sponsored by Gray Fox Games. Coming to crowdfunding soon. Fans of Midgard, a draft and write game where you and your friends will conquer, fight, and sail on your path to victory. And if you want to buy games right now at grayfoxgames.com, you can get 10% off your entire order, including promos, exclusives, and upgrades not available anywhere else by using the code BGBLITZ2023 at checkout. Join the Blitzketeer community on Discord for game nights, discussions, and more by following the link in the show notes. Support the show by leaving us a rating and review on iTunes or Spotify. And if you like us a lot and want to support us monetarily and get some cool perks, check out our Kofi at ko-fi.com slash boardgameblitz today. Our theme song was composed by Andrew Marl. Until next time.
Well, I don't know why we came here tonight. I got the feeling that something ain't right. I'm so scared because they locked up the door. And I'm wondering if there's traps in the floor. Clues to the left of me, puzzles to the right. Here I am in an escape room with you. Bye, everyone. Bye. We're going to be going into that in the... Uh, I forgot what the name of that segment's called. Thematic segment. <laughs> and that's it for this week's Board Game Blitz. Visual... <laughs> okay. <laughs>